0: Welcome to Restored Life Radio. At Restored Life, we believe you were created for a great purpose with great promise and provision. That's why we're here. We're here to help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from the pinnacle you were meant for. And now, here's our Restored Life coach, Dwayne Wolfe. This week, I want to talk a little bit about uh, fixing your soul. Uh, But first, a little bit more on risking your soul. You know, part of what uh, uh, the Holy Spirit's really been encouraging me to, uh, and Joel and I have talked about this a little bit as well, uh, to, you know, to keep, continue to get us all on the same page uh, in our aggressiveness uh, to get ourselves free. So this is important that we uh, together uh, as a body uh, are uh, getting ourselves free. And and part of it really, I believe, plays into uh, just the uh, preparation for conquest that we talked about coming uh, out of the end of the new year and then uh, just the whole uh, uh, perspective on vision that we talked about starting January 1. So some of this is that God really does want to set us up Uh, for personal victories and corporate victories but there's things that we are called to do to embrace and to be a part of to bring that about and uh, of course as a body we want all of us on the same page in that we want us uh, sharing the dna of what god has called us to do and called us to be and and what he's set before us and what he's revealed to us Uh, we believe that's really precious we believe the dna of new horizon is really precious And it's really, you know, it's really the DNA. It's not the DNA of a denomination as it is so much the DNA of how the Lord has led us and what he's shown us uh, through the good times, through the hard times. God has shown us so much, taught us so much. And so in many ways that's become a central and key to our DNA. And uh, we want to be on the same page with that so all the cells are uh, functioning the same. Amen. Amen? You're a cell in this body. Come on, somebody. Last week we talked a little bit about uh, Whitney Houston, uh, and uh, we talked out of uh, Luke 8. Uh, uh, this week I read a little bit more about Whitney Houston. Now uh, she's not what crafted the message; it was just fun. I was crafting the message, and then we had this incident come up, and that's not fun that the incident came up. But but to have that kind of a metaphor was pretty powerful. So this week, you know, reading a little bit more about her. Life, how that she was connected to the Winans and the BB and CC, and connected to Marvin Winans, and you know how the funeral would be uh, done by Marvin Winans, and and uh, her connection to Perfecting Church, and uh, just all of that, and yet to see that it's so sad that here's a here's a person who really was born of the Spirit, who knew the Lord, who had uh, uh, these uh, Christian relationships around her and yet perished in the midst of the congregation. David said at one point there, he said, I nearly perished in the midst of the congregation. And I would venture to say that some of us today that are here are perishing in some of the areas of our soul even in the midst of the congregation. And so part of why we want to talk about what we're talking about is uh, giving us tools so that we can flourish in the midst of the congregation instead of perish in the midst of the congregation. It's possible for us to be sitting in the house and... Maybe we're coming because we feel like we need help or we, we feel drawn to help. Uh, maybe we're coming out of obligation or religiosity. Maybe we're coming because it's habit and we grew up attending church. Or, or, but it's possible for us to be here and to be dying on the inside in some areas of our lives. It, it's, it's possible to be born of the Spirit and to be perishing in the soul. And that, and that sounds like a contradiction, but yet it's such a huge reality that we can be born of the Spirit and yet bankrupt or, or, or desperate or hurting deeply in our soul. And so uh, this, is, this is part of what we, we want to solve and part of what we want to work on and, and part of what we want to, to be constantly working on. There's more about the soul in the New Testament than there is any other, any other realm because once we come to Christ, and Paul writing to the churches, once we come to Christ, we see there's a great stra- constraint now that we receive the perfecting of the Holy Spirit and the perfecting of the Holy Spirit working on our soul and then bringing our body into submission and our body into health. Amen. Can you say amen? So we say so much of Paul's writing is to do really with the soul realm. Colossians 3. Since you are already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that's a place of privilege, that's a place of wealth, that's a place of inheritance, that's a place of authority. Hello, somebody. If you're seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus already because you're hidden in him, then set your mind on heavenly things. Set your mind on that reality. What's the mind? Well, the mind is this part of us That desperately needs help. It's a part of our soul. When we define the soul, that's the mind, the will, the emotions, the reasoning, and the imagination. Since you're seated in heavenly places, set your mind. That means the mind can be set. That means that you can do something about your mind. That means that you can change your mind. And that means that in changing your mind to, the, to where you're already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, wow, that's a different thing. Now I'm looking down on problems. Now I'm looking down on difficulties. Now I'm looking down on enemies. It's Colossians 2, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. It says again, Paul writing to the Romans... Set your mind on the Spirit. Set your mind on the Spirit. It's not just the big S, the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit is saying, but it's the small s, your regenerated Spirit where Jesus now dwells and he bears witness to truth. He bears witness to life. He bears witness to peace. He bears witness to love. He bears witness to prosperity. He bears witness to blessing. He bears witness to kindness and forgiveness, right? And so that's where he's bearing witness is in the smallest, in your spirit. That's where you've been regenerated, John 3, 3 through 5. You want to turn there with me quickly? Let's just lay a little bit of foundational truth so that we all Get on the same page. John 3 3 through 5, we see Nicodemus is talking to Jesus and he's talking about getting born again or getting born of the Spirit because Jesus says, if you're not born of the Spirit, you cannot see, you cannot enter, you cannot get into the kingdom of God. Right? Are you there? Are we there? Can we go there on the screens? If we can go there on the screens. Okay, let's go on the screens, and we'll just look at this a little bit. Okay, so truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We have to be born again. Nicodemus says, how can a man be born when he's old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is made for humans. You have to be born of water first. Hello, somebody. But then once you're born of the natural realm, you have to be born of the Spirit realm. And what was the next verse? If you can go to the next verse as well. Let's look at the next verse. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That's the water part of the earlier metaphor in the verse that was earlier. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The part of you that is regenerated when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go over to Romans chapter 10 and verses 9 and 10. Romans chapter 10 and verses 9 and 10. The part of you that's born again is at salvation the part of you that's regenerated the part of you that's made alive at salvation is your spirit everybody say spirit and you know your soul retains a lot of its old identity a lot of its old stuff the bc world the before christ world is still at work in your life and so this is what the old theologians have called sanctification Sanctification, the old theologians would call that the second work of grace, in that we all come to Christ and receive salvation, the first work of grace, but we all need sanctified or we all need, as it says in Ephesians 5, 21, 22, we all need the washing of the word. We all need sanctified in our mind. Our soul needs remade. Our soul needs worked on. Can you say amen? Anybody here ever had a soul problem? Verse 9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Verse 10 of chapter 10 of Romans. Are you there with me? For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Now, you're in charge of you. Everybody say, I'm in charge of me. All right, we're... Excited about another day of Restored Life Radio. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. We're available at 253-922-1502. We encourage you to call in. We'll be offering the Restored Life Encounter soon, and we want you to sign up and get involved in that. We also want you to check in for the Restored Life Manual and Materials. That is, you are sovereign over you. God's not going to remove your sovereignty. You're, you're sovereign over you. Okay? And this scripture here is really really—it's talking about how covenants are made. How are covenants made? Well, I have to desire that covenant within my heart. And if I desire that covenant in my heart and I confess it with my mouth, then a covenant will be made. This is how we enter into a relationship with God. We can only enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Why? Because it's Jesus who paid the price in his death In the stripes and in the cross, it's Jesus who paid the price for us to enter into covenant with God in the shedding of his blood. Now he's resurrected to represent us before God so that when we believe on him, that he represents us before the Father and we enter into relationship through Jesus, a relationship with the Father. So that we we make a covenant with God, we enter into this born again experience, our spirits regenerated by believing in our heart that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over sin. He's Lord over Satan. He's Lord over the earth. He's Lord over me. He's Lord over death. He's, we, we declare, we believe, and then we declare with our mouth. We make a confession that he is Lord. Can you say amen? So we're making a covenant, we're sealing a covenant, and in, at that time our spirit becomes alive unto God. We become regenerated of spirit. The Holy Spirit, the coaching voice of Jesus moves in on the inside of us. All at once we have a divine connection with God and our spirit is regenerated, but our soul can still be a mess. Any messes in the building today? Well, don't, no, no, don't agree with that, but you know what I'm saying? Now, here's, here's something, too, we have to realize is that, that it's our soul, our, our soul, and our soul pertains uh, so much to our B.C. life, our before Christ or our before conversion life. And so our soul can have all sorts of, as Jesus describes it in Luke 8, 14, where we're going to go, that's our context for today, but our soul can have all sorts of thorns in it because when we were two, something happened to us Uh, in the realm of rejection. And when we were in the womb, our parents said, we really don't want this child. And then when we were five, we were molested by uh, a neighbor. And then when we were seven, this happened, that happened. When we were 10, our parents got divorced. On and on and on, our souls have received all sorts of the seeds of the things that have caused injury, that have caused seeds of hurt, and disbelief and distrust and fear and inferiority and rejection and rebellion and pride to be sown and those seeds are growing and flourishing in our soul so now the word of god comes and is sown into the soul because we want the word of god now because we're born of the spirit anybody here born of the spirit so if we're born in the Spirit, then we, we want the Word of God. So we start getting into an atmosphere where the Word of God is at. We start pursuing the Word of God. We're hungry for the Word of God. Your spirit is, is saying this is where life is, is in the Word of God. So we start receiving the Word. But Jesus says the Word is getting sown right into that soul garden where there's a lot of thorns and there's a lot of problems and there's a lot of contradictions to the Word. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We're so glad that you're with us. Restored Life Radio is brought to you in part by New Horizon Church. New Horizon is a church created for your restoration. We meet right off of the freeway in 5, exit 137 central to the whole Puget Sound. Join us at New Horizon this weekend and come and visit our website, www newhcc.com. That's newhcc.com. Come and discover a new horizon with us. If you want to call us by the telephone, 253-922-1502. We'd love to hear from you, love to connect and get you to the Restored Life Seminar. Luke chapter 8, and let's go to verse 14. And the seed which fell among the thorns and the seed which fell among the thorns. These are the ones, he's explaining the parable now, these are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries, the seeds. As, as you go along your way, you've received the seed of the word of God. Anybody here ever memorized a scripture? Anybody here ever, ever uh, read a Bible promise? Come on, so we're 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 word people. We love the word of God. And so we're reading about healing cuz we want divine healing. We're reading about blessings. We're reading about the covenant. We're reading about prosperity. We're reading the word of God. We're we're pursuing the word of God. We're hungry for more of God. We're reading these things, but it says that the seed fell among the thorns. These are the ones that have heard and as they go on their way they are choked with worries and riches and the pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. Everybody say, no fruit. Now that's a scary thing. You heard me say last week that the word choke means to strangle completely. We don't want the Word of God choked or strangled completely. We don't want the Word of God unable to produce fruit in our lives. We want the Word of God to produce fruit. Verse 15, the seed... In the good soil, these are the ones who've heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. We want a good heart. How do we get a good heart? How can we get a good heart? Well, how do we get a good heart in the realm of farming? This is an agricultural parable, right? One of, you, one of you grabbed me after the service uh, last Sunday and, and uh, you grew up farming. And I, I won't tell who it was, but a great farmer grabbed me after the service last Sunday and they were talking about that sometimes these thorns, these, these uh, thistle bushes, sometimes these weeds are so rooted down that they, they, they don't come out easy. And sometimes uh, uh, there has to be even maybe a shaking to the ground you know, the prophets of old would say, plow up the fallow ground. Why would they say plow up the fallow ground? Because sometimes the thorns cannot come out easily. Sometimes they're so, the, the ground is so crusted, it is so hard, it is so embedded around that thorn bush, that thistle bush, that it won't come out easy. So something has to break up the soil. Now that could be hardship in our lives. The Bible says receive hardship as if God were chastening you. Sometimes hardship will shake things up in our lives a little bit so that we can recognize a thorn bush and so that we can, because sometimes we don't see the thorn bushes that are growing up. And it says that the thorn bushes will always have the preeminence or the predominance no matter how much word we've read, no matter how much word we've memorized. If a thorn bush remains in our lives, then it will have preeminence or dominance. It will steal all the sun. It will steal all the moisture. That's part of the fallen world that God's empowering us to overcome in Christ. Part of, the, part of what we have to realize and understand in the fallen world is that stuff that is negative, stuff that is evil, stuff that is yucky, stuff that is thorny, grows better on this side of eternity than the stuff that's good. It grows easier. You hardly have to water it, right? Right? It just pops up and it just grows. Hello, somebody. If you want good stuff in your life, you got to tend it. you got to water it. you got to be purposeful. you got to be intentional. In the garden, in the natural, in your soil, as well as in your heart, we learn from the natural realm. We import that knowledge into the spirit realm. We understand if we want good stuff in our spiritual soil, in our spiritual heart, we have to tend it well. We have to take care of it. We have to water it. We have to watch out for the things that would contend with it and get them out. Amen. Yeah. But sometimes we need sometimes and I I just I just really I mean part of what I believe God is saying is that that working on your soul, for us at least at New Horizon, we should not see working on our soul as optional. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We are so glad that you're with us. We want you to call today nine two 1502. That's the 253 area code. Or email us as well at the Restored Institute. Restored Institute at Gmail. Restored Institute, all lowercase gmail. God bless you. We're going back into the program now. Whitney Houston, uh, I pray she's in heaven today, but uh, uh, I'm thinking right now she's, she's thinking maybe that. It shouldn't have been optional. Now, I don't want to overstate. I don't want to overspeak for her. I'm not trying to bring judgment, but but, but I'm trying to talk to you today that if there is a dysfunction, if there is an addiction, if there is a fear, if there is a worry, if there is a doubt, if there is a... if there is a rage, if, there is a, if there's a murderous thought, if there's hatred, if there's animosity, if there's discouragement, if there is anything that is not of God, of the nature of God that is in your soul that is producing a thorny bush that's contending and competing with the Word of God. And so the Word of God comes up, the coaching voice of Jesus ministers to you, and all at once a second thought comes up and says, you can't do that or don't do that or don't you know? And if there's that kind of contention going on, then I'm saying that you need to work on your soul. And it shouldn't be optional for us. It shouldn't be optional for us. It should be foremost for us. Wow, reading the scripture shouldn't be just for information, it should be for transformation. It shouldn't be just for devotion. It shouldn't be just for religiosity. Everything I'm doing, if it's a song I'm hearing, if it's a worship song we're playing, if it's a scripture I'm reading, if it's a book I'm reading, I'm constantly thinking, God, I want my soul to prosper. Lord, how can this transform the way I think? How can this change my paradigm? Is there something here for me that needs to be adjusted inwardly so that my soul is congruent and in agreement to what you're saying in the Spirit? Talked about this uh, 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 before. Some of you have heard me talk about it before. But Watchman Ni, nee, who was a great uh, Chinese theologian, who was really impacting the whole globe before the uh, the uh, before China shut down to the gospel, he's written a book called "Release of the Spirit," and he says, really, this is the problem. the The problem uh, with Believers in general, instead of in terms of us just manifesting more of Jesus. How many of you wish you could just manifest more of Jesus in your everyday life? You know, the word represent, it means represent. Don't we want to represent Him? I mean, I'm a representative of God. I'm a representative of Jesus, and so I want to represent him. But he says the problem with representing Jesus is that we've got these thorns, these thistles in our soul, and the soul is really the encapsulation or the outer shell to the spirit that the spirit cannot get out. The spirit of Jesus cannot get out unless there's some level of cooperation in the soul realm. Even if if what God is wanting to do is an up on anointing or express himself in a manifestation gift or a manifestation way or with manifest power through the up on anointing. Even if that's the case, then your soul has to come into some kind of agreement or some kind of cooperation. You've been listening to Restored Life Radio. For more information on the Restored Life Institute, contact us at 253-922-1502.